With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are now in the hoot queue. They know how to talk. Recording live. You are now in the hoot These artists know all the intricacies of their stupid little fandom and their little cartoons. They know all this stuff. But you know why they don't want to partake in this whole idea of capitalism because they don't have to because they've got a goddamn either stupid dumb group of idiot parents or some stupid dishrag whore of a single mother that pussy pampers this stupid idea of a person this oh mommy i want another video game i'm 35 years old you know remember what was that stupid dumbass movie uh with uh will ferrell well, you know, Step Brothers. Y'all remember that stupid movie? That's literally a movie that has come to life. Like 35, 40-year-old half-tard idiots that have stupid imbecilic parents that are willing to continue to pacify this man-child idea. And you know what? I'm tired of it. I mean, all you morons, just, just think about this for a second. All you people that are trolling me, all you people that think that it's so funny that, oh, look, I got, I got Ghost of Rage, yay! While you're doing that, people are sitting out here making a fortune listening to True Capitalist Radio. People are making a fortune. And you don't want to know why these autists don't care? Because their mommies are going to continue to go take them to the freaking brony con. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Daddy is going to continue to go buy their stupid video games and crap like that, folks. This is why we have a, a such a, a ridiculous disconnect with the new millennial generation. I mean, they're having to bribe millennials now to become cops. Have you heard this? Have you heard about this crap? I mean, there's not enough cops in the street because millennials... Oh, I don't want to be so violent. I, I just want to play my video games. They're bribing them with video games! It's ridiculous, and I'm not putting up with it, man. I'm about capitalism. I'm about capitalists, and that's who I will fight and die for is capitalists. All right? Individuals that are using the information that I'm giving. I'm giving you the information, and that are applying it to your lives, and they're kicking ass. The rest of you, you can shine our shoes and, and, and sit there and shut your stupid mouth and speak when you're spoken to. Stupid losers. Anyway, look, I'm sorry for going off on Keister on that. I'm just saying, I got all these people that want to join the inner circle now because they realize that, oh, my God, I could have made some money. Oh, God, I, God, God, I'm such a loser right now. I could have used that money. My rent's coming up. Christmas is around the corner. I suck. Yeah, well, too late, all right? Jesus Christ. And you know what's funny is that these trolls, you know what's sad about it? These trolls think that they are the reason I'm broadcasting. And, and you see, this, go, this falls in line with Asperger, autist, delusional egoism. I'm not joking. I mean, that's what the basis of Asperger and autism is, is an ego that didn't get their ass kicked. 
and every one of these autists, if they've ever taken a decent ass beating, I guarantee you they haven't. I guarantee you nine times out of ten they haven't. And if they have, they found out that all they have to do is be a fucking tattletale and that mommy will take them out and put them in the Asperger and autist school. Give me a freaking break, man. I'm sorry. I don't like you autists. And I don't care if you like me. I don't care if you like me at all. You're pieces of garbage. I don't care. What are you going to do? What are, what what significance are you autists and Aspergers going to do? Now, let, let me go me wrong. If you're an autist and an Asperger and, and you're, you're making capital and you're working, I'm not talking to you, okay? And you shouldn't even refer to yourself as Asperger or autist if you're making your own goddamn living and, and you're supporting yourself and you have a job. You shouldn't even classify yourself as that category because it's ridiculous. Because most autists and Asperger morons are living with their goddamn parents sitting there thinking that they're so great when they've accomplished nothing. They've accomplished nothing. And look, I, I look at all these autists. They're getting all triggered now, just like I was the uh, the chairman of the FCC. <laughs> and you know what? I'm going to talk about that later, but I'm glad net neutrality is gone. And I hope that, man, I, I, I sincerely hope broadband goes up to like $300 a month. I swear to God, I hope it goes up to 300 bucks, 400 bucks a month. I don't care. I'll still pay it. I don't give a crap. I'm a capitalist. And you want to know why I want it to go so high? So these autists don't come on here anymore. You know? Because at some point, something's got to give with these stupid autist Asperger assholes, right? Something's got to give. They either got to stop going to their stupid little fandom, little uh, get-togethers, little conventions, their little, their little cosplay, or they got to stop, you know, uh, buying or playing video games, you know, or, or they got to stop, uh, you know, getting their man-children toys. I mean, or they're going to have to stop the Internet. Something's got to give. And that's why you had all these people talking garbage about net neutrality this, net neutrality that. You know what? I'm glad that net neutrality is gone, and I hope that goddamn Internet goes up to three or $400 a month so we can have less autists online. We're making, we're making the Internet great again. I'm telling you that right now. I mean, this is what we need. Like the people that I've got in the inner circle, we need people like that all over the Internets, man. We need people that are truly intelligent and can afford to be on the Internet to be on the Internet. I'm tired of these damn idiots, all right? I am so tired of these morons that do nothing with their lives instead of utilizing the Internet as a vehicle to make other people's lives miserable. And if we, if we up the Internet price to three, $400 a month, I guarantee you we will have a lot less of these life losers that are on the Internet catfishing people, trolling people, harassing people, uh, terroristic threatening people, all this crap. I guarantee you it will go, and it will, it will go down dramatically. It will go down dramatically, and as far as I'm concerned, I don't care. They could throw the Internet bill 500 bucks a month. I could care less. I'm a capitalist, all right? And, you know, these autists, they're gathering, well, 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 if they make it too much for autists, you're going to lose people that listen to you on the Internet. You know what? I don't give a shit about quantity of listeners anymore. You know that? I mean, that's, I mean, that's why I'm saying I don't give a shit about quantity. I give a shit about the quality, the quality of listeners. 
I want the people that are making thousands upon thousands of dollars on my advice on the broadcast in the first hour to listen. Do you think I really give a crap if you stupid idiot man children listen to me or not? I don't! But you still listen! Because you're idiots! You're morons! You're gluttons for punishment! I don't care if you autists or Asperger's listen to me. I don't care! I don't. All right? I don't. And look, I'll have fun with ten listeners left. <laughs> you idiots, take a look. There's a, there's a troll chat room, and there's a troll stream, okay? Now, I don't want to tell anybody where it is, because I know that there's thousands of people listening to me, like, in other areas, and I, I'm not trying to promote any of these chat rooms or any of these broad, uh, these relays, but there is one specific where a bunch of bronies get together, and let me tell you, it is the, I mean, you could smell the autism in this goddamn chat room, and not to mention, these idiots, which are no more than maybe 150 at a time, 150 people gather around in this stupid little chat room, this little brony broadcast, and each and every one of them think that I'm broadcasting to them. And for them. I mean, that's how stupid and ignorant these autists are. That's how egotistical they are. They actually, there's only 150 of these autists in this stupid, dumb chat room and in this goddamn relay, and, and, and they actually believe that I am broadcasting for their stupid, autistic, man-child, cartoon-loving, useless waste of human life asses. And, and, and they don't know that I've got statistics... <laughs> That state that I am listened to by at least, it depends on the day, anywhere from 40,000 to 100,000 live listeners at one goddamn time. And that's using old podcast technology, for heaven's sake. All right? I mean, I'm using old podcast technology. All right? Give me a break. And, oh, look, no, now I'm getting... Look, folks, I'm sorry we're going into another direction. It's a baller Friday. I'm making lots of money out here, and it pisses me off that i still got these stupid, dumb, ridiculous tards out here who don't understand, who don't understand that I have been giving you millions upon millions of dollars of information, and you are the same waste of human life. And the problem is is that somebody's got to tell you that you are insignificant waste of life. And I am going to be the one that tells you autists this. Do you understand me? I, I am going to be the one that tells you, stupid little autist, that you are nothing. You are an insignificant waste of human life. You, you, you absolutely have done nothing with yourselves. All you do is think that, yeah, Szechuan sauce, and yeah, bronies, and yeah, Rick and Morty, and yeah. And you think that is life. You idiots think that is life. And that's why I'm telling you, you stupid autist, all right? You stupid autist, go away, all right? Go find someone else. I don't care if you listen to my broadcast. I don't care! Oh, okay, and, and look, now the autists are trying to do reverse psychology. You see, this is, I'm not telling, I'm telling you, these autists, I'm looking on my gab, for you guys are wondering why I'm, I'm, I'm reacting. I'm looking on my gab. Here's, here, here's an autistic, uh, major autism statement. Maybe there's something wrong with you if there's so much autist watching your show. So does that mean that there is legitimately something mentally wrong with autists? Is that, is that what that means? 
You see, you autists, you don't even make any sense. You see, you just kind of go with things. That's why you're nowhere. That's why you're still under your mommy's skirt. And that's why you're not going to be anything. Anyway, you know what? I, I'm, I'm so, you know what? I don't even want to do this broadcast. You know what? I'm serious. I don't even want to do this broadcast. And you want to know why? I'm going to tell you why, all right? I want the capitalists that are out there to understand that I'm broadcasting for them, and I'm broadcasting for people on the Trump train. I'm broadcasting for people on the right wing of the political spectrum, and I want to reassure these stupid little autists who are going to be absolutely nothing in life. Because I'm telling you right now, every one of you people in that little stupid, dumb little brony little chat room there, I guarantee you a good 90% of you people are going to be nothing in life. You're going to be a waste of life. And you know what? People like myself and other capitalists out here are going to be taxed to death and have to fucking pay for you stupid losers. Pay for you stupid losers. And I don't want to pay for you losers. As a matter of fact, I don't want you autists or Asperger's on the internet. I don't want you having guns for Christ's sake, man. I don't want you having anything. You people are a threat to society. You people are a threat to society as far as I'm concerned. And I can't wait to the day that this goddamn internet is three or four or five hundred dollars a month so I don't ever have to see you stupid morons again. And if I do, you know what's going to happen? You know what's going to happen? You're going to have to get a goddamn job and you're going to have to pay for your own internet. And you know what? When you're at that damn job, you're going to learn a thing or two. You're going to learn how to be social. You're going to learn some things. All right? But until then... We're going to continue to have nothing but a bunch of goddamn ridiculous, pathetic, waste of human life, cartoon-watching man-children. And look, I'm going, to be, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to end the show here right now because it's a baller Friday. I'm rich, for Christ's sake. I mean, the inner circle's rich, and everybody who's listening to this broadcast is probably heel-kicking right now listening to the goddamn financial analysis that I have given on this broadcast. But you know what? I'm going to show you, you stupid, dumb, little, goddamn, ridiculous, should be completely banned off the Internet, and I can't wait till the goddamn Internet is 500 goddamn dollars a month, pieces of crap. I can't wait to no longer see you people. And I want to underemphasize to all you bronies and all you autists and all you Asperger's and all you man-children, I don't like you people. You understand? I don't like you. I don't like you. I would never kick it with you in real life. I think that you are a stupid piece of trash. And as far as I'm concerned, I don't want you to listen to my broadcast anymore. How about that? All right? Losers! You're losers! You're life losers! I'm tired of it! So anyway... So anyway... And look at, look at all these... Look at the autistic screeching on my gab like they care. Oh, we don't like you either. Well, why are you listening, you stupid moron? Why are you listening? I'll tell you why you're listening. First and foremost, you will never see a personality like this or hear a personality like this in your life. Secondly, you have no life, so that's why you're here. And since you have no life and you're here, why don't you take notes on how to be a capitalist? But no, it's not a video game. It's not like, it's not a cartoon. So anyway, look, I'm going to go enjoy my Friday night, all right? I'm going to go ahead and enjoy my, uh, my Friday night. And you know what? You want to know why, you wanna know why I'm, I'm stopping this broadcasting? Autists and Asperger's. 
And let me tell you, I, 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 don't, I don't like you people. I don't like you. I think that you people are a waste of life. I'm not kidding around. I'm not kidding around. I think you people are a waste of life, and I don't like you people. I would never kick it with you. And, and you know what's sad is I'm telling you this, and you people keep listening to me. You people keep listening to me. I'm serious. I'm not joking. You know, look, 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 look. I'll go to a bar and drink yourself to death, you alcoholic piece of crap. <laughs> yes! Yes! Give me your hatred! Give me your energy! I like it! <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's so funny, man. I'm telling you, you autist. You know what I mean? I love hearing you screech, man, because I know that it, it burns you inside. It burns you inside. I know it does. <laughs> Woo! And look at it. If you end the show now, trolls win. What do you win, you Pop-Tart-eating, fat, jelly-ass, no poontang-getting losers? What do you get? What do you get? You don't get anything. You get nothing. You get crap. You understand? <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, man. Anyway, look, I, I'm, I'm going to enjoy my Friday. I'll be back Monday, all right? I'll be back on Monday. And, 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 look, let me give you some advice for all you folks that are looking for crypto, all right? Right now, I would start uh, looking at salt. Obviously, look at uh, uh, quantum. Quantum's looking good. Uh, Litecoin, I think Litecoin is currently on a rise right now. Uh, and one more I wanted to tell you guys. Oh, yeah, 42Coin. Did y'all see 42Coin, baby? Go to 42Coin. Those are the coins right now that should be going good throughout the weekend. Until next time, folks, I'm, I'm, going, to, I'm going to go kick back on my baller Friday. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I, want, I want to emphasize one more again so it can at least, you know, stick into you dumb idiot autist heads, all right? I don't like you autists, all right? There's only like a couple of hundred of you autists that listen to me, and if you all stop listening to me, I would appreciate it, all right? I would appreciate it. But no, you know what I mean? These idiots are still here. They're in that stupid damn chat room, and, I, and I'm tired of it. I, I, I'm serious. I'm so tired of this garbage. So you all be man-children, you all be this and that. Oh, yeah, and I also want to give one more uh, a crypto advice for all, for all the folks that were uh, listening in for crypto advice. Take a look at Einsteinium. Einsteinium, that symbol, uh, EMC2. EMC2. This is supposed to be going up after the announcement. They announced the announcement on their Twitter account. Uh, it's already up 18% uh, in the past 24 hours. So... Let me tell you something right now. Take a look at that one. That's another one to look for this weekend. Einsteinium, symbol EMC2. All right? Anyway, I'm getting the hell out of here. I'm enjoying my baller Friday. And let me tell you something. One more again. You stupid, dumb, cartoon-watching, man-children, con-going, cosplaying, having pieces of man-children, toy-playing crap. All right? I don't like you. So there's no need to even listen to me anymore. I would never shake your hand. I would never, ever kick it with you. I would never, you know, I, I, nothing. No, I don't want, you people are idiots, okay? So stop listening to me.
to me, all right? Stop listening. Stop listening. You stupid autistic pieces of trash. Stop listening. One more again, because, I mean, you know, repetition. You have to tell these stupid, tarred autists and Asperger's, stop listening, okay? Your life losers. You'll never be capitalist. You'll never be capitalist, and that's why you're game-playing, con-going, cosplay-wearing, pieces of goddamn toy-playing, video game-playing losers. You're losers. And I don't like you autists, okay? And if I don't like you, then you shouldn't like me. And if you don't like me, then go play some goddamn anime video games, all right? Go out and go do something else. I don't like you, all right? I don't like you! All right, I'm, I'm, thank God net neutrality is over. Thank God net neutrality is, is over because I can't wait till internet connections are $500 a month so that these stupid, dumb wastes of human life, autist Asperger assholes, aren't on the internet in abundance anymore. So, hey, autist Asperger uh, uh, cartoon watchers, man-child toy players, video gamers, well, maybe not all video gamers, but, but, but you, all you idiots, that's, that's all you do, get off my show, all right? Get off my show. I don't want you. I, I, you know who I want listening? Capitalist people on the Trump train and people who actually want to listen and learn something. Every one of you, you know what? No more Gab shout-outs. No more goddamn radio graffiti until further notice. I'm getting rid of this man-child crap. I'm not joking around. I'm getting rid of this crap. I'm getting rid of it, and I'm nipping into the bud. I don't like you autists. I don't like you Asperger losers. You're losers, all of you. You're losers. So stop listening to my broadcast. Stop listening to my broadcast. I can't emphasize it anymore. Stop listening to my broadcast. I'm out of here. I'm going somewhere else, for Christ's sake. I'm enjoying my baller Friday. I'm not going to sit over here and waste a Friday on a bunch of autists and Asperger losers, for Christ's sake. I'm getting the hell out of here. Screw all you Asperger and autist losers. Long live the capitalists and the capitalist army. Screw autists and screw Asperger's. I'm out of here. I'm enjoying my Baller Friday. And one more again, one more time. I don't like you, Asperger autists. I don't like you. You're pathetic. You're a waste of human life. Go away. Go away. And you want, to know, you want to know who you should blame for your autism and your Asperger's? Those stupid, dumbass parents you got, all right? Either your dad had weak sperm or your mom had a weak egg or they didn't want to take care of your ass and dropped you off on a psychologist who pumped you up with a dumb bunch of brain-altering drugs and hence that's why you're half-retarded. So one more again, I don't like you autists! I don't like you, Asperger pricks. Go somewhere else. Go somewhere else, you people are waste of life. That's what I think of you. All of you people in that ridiculous...
ridiculous, pathetic man-child chat I'm talking about. I'm talking to you. You people are pathetic. And I would never, ever kick it with you. And I'm sick. I am sick to my stomach that you are listening to me. So stop listening to me, you stupid, pathetic, dick-snot, milky-licking, pathetic, under-your-mom's-skirt, corn-dog-eating losers. Stop listening to me. You're pathetic, all of you stupid autists. You need a beating. Stupid idiots. I'm out of here. Go screw yourself, man. I'm enjoying my baller Friday. And one more time. One more again. One more again. I don't like you, autists. I don't like you, Asperger's pricks. You're losers. Not even your family likes you. Haven't you noticed that? Haven't you noticed that when they talk to you, it's like, Hi, Billy. Wow. Are you okay? I'm talking to you like a condescending little fuck. Wow. I'm talking to you like an idiot, and you don't even know. Wow. You people are too stupid to even know you're being talked to like a tart. Even retarded, mentally retarded people will say something and say, Hey, don't talk to me like that. Don't talk to me like that. I don't even talk to me. You idiots are like, yeah, I'm okay. I'm Billy. I'm like, you want me to go over there? I'll go over there. I'm serious. I'm not joking. I don't like you autistic losers. I don't like you Asperger losers. Go away. All right? Go away. Go away. I don't like you people. Do you understand me? I don't like you. Do you understand? I don't like you Asperger idiots. Just remember that. Stop listening to me. I mean, you want to oh, look, look, before I go, listen to this. Look, look, for all you people that are wondering why I'm bitching, look, this is what, look, look this is what I'm talking about right here. Listen to this. 915, you're on the air. Anonymous, you're on the air. Uh, who else we got here? Uh, 518, you're on the air. Hey, Ghost. Jesus Christ, man. You see, you got me so pissed off, I got knocked off the air. I got knocked off the air because of you stupid people. Party walking! I got so knocked off the air, for Christ's sake, because of this stupid dumb autist out here, man. I'm tired of you! I got knocked off the air! I'm tired of you! Give me the mic! Son of a bitch! Freaking Mike. This mic sucks. Stupid damn microphone. I've been using the same damn microphone the whole time.
I'm tired of you autists, all right? Are you there? Is anybody? What the? Hello? Testies, testies. One, two. Testies, testies. One, two. Three? Jesus Christ, man. I'm tired of this. I mean, are y'all like 717? Are you there? Uh, yeah, just the snake nerd, right? Hey, snake nerd. Hey. Hey. Stupid idiot, man. Come on, man. What, now everybody's afraid now, huh? I'm throwing around a little bit. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm showing a little bit of cock and balls out here. Now everybody's all afraid to talk, boy. Everybody's afraid to talk now, boy. Son of a bitch. Who else we got? 906. What's your excuse? My excuse is alcoholic there, ghost. Long time no here. What's going on? Yeah, I'm an alcoholic. I'm not a damn alcoholic. I'm a connoisseur. What the hell are you talking about? I said my screen name's alcoholic, you dumb fuck. You don't remember me? Dude, you got no, a problem, I don't remember son. you because you, you, you sound like you've been ejaculated in the middle of your throat, for Christ's sake. Can you clear your throat, and then maybe I'll understand you a little better, you stupid fruit bowl? To what I'm saying, you need fucking help, dude. Oh, now I need Can't help, dude. I need help, dude. I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, you know what? Why don't you get that fat surgically extracted out of your goddamn throat before you sit back and talk to me there, all right? And your name's alcoholic. I can tell you're an alcoholic, for Christ's sake. You sound like Sally Struthers, for Christ's sake. Ah, stupid idiot. Just sit there and shut your mouth when you're talking to me. All right, who else do we have here, for Christ's sake? All right, I'm just going to take a couple. I mean, I want you to hear the autism, all right? I want you all to hear the autism. That's all I'm saying. I want you to hear the autism. Good God. Who else do we have here? How about 915? What's your excuse? Oh, shit. Oh, Christ. Oh, Christ, no. Hold it right there. Get away. Get down on your knees and tell me you love me. Jesus Christ, I'm in a wheelchair. You gotta do better than that. I'm a goddamn Jew. I'm gonna give you to the count of three to get your lousy, lying, Load down four flush and carcass out my Get door. away! Get away! I'm armed! Get away! Two! Get away! I mean, are, are you listening to this autism? Are you listening to this crap? I mean, what am I, Kevin McAllister? For- I mean, this is what I put up with, man. This is why I'm glad net neutrality is gone. This is why I'm glad net neutrality is gone and it's gone and it's gone for good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Give me the mind. I mean, are you all hearing this autism? Are you all hearing this waste of human life crap? It's autism. It's autism! Damn it! God! 
I've got hundreds of thousands of dollars in crypto right now, man. I should be in a better mood. I'm sorry, folks. I know I should be going over all this stuff. I mean, I got production notes right here, for Christ's sake. I should be talking about the president. I should be talking about things, for Christ's sake. But you're listening. You're listening to the Internet, man. You're listening to this crap, man. You're listening. You're listening. Give me the goddamn mic. I don't like you, autist. Do you understand? I don't like you, Asperger's pricks. I mean... I'm a capitalist! <laughs> and I deserve the respect accorded that title. I mean, I've got production notes. Do you hear that? I got production notes that I handwrite myself. Jesus Christ, man. I wish I had a damn beer, for Christ's sake. I wish I had a drink! I wish I had a drink! I wish I had a goddamn... I got freaking nothing but autists and ass tards listening to me, trying to mess with me. Uh, I'm sitting here on a ball of Friday, I can't take a drink. I just can't, I just, I'm tired, man, I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. Give me that goddamn mic. I'm tired. Do you understand me? I'm tired of this crap, man. I'm tired. I'm tired, man. And stop, don't you dare, for Christ's sake. Wait a minute. What the hell is this? I'm looking on Gab right now, and I got all these idiots gabbing me all kinds of beer, even though I shouldn't be drinking right now. I got freaking ulcers! And somebody is gabbing me a freaking bottle opener with a pair of balls on it, for Christ's sake. A bottle opener with a pair of balls on it! Look at my Gab! Check out my Gab, for Christ's sake! I don't know. I don't know how long I could take this, but... Out here, I should be enjoying my baller Friday right now, man. 
I should be enjoying it. But instead, look at this. Look, look what's calling me right now. Anonymous, what's your excuse? What's your goddamn excuse? You've got pylons, greater graffiti.
Uh, okay, it's a Jewish for degrade. I, I'll use your goddamn yarmulke for a coffee filter while you're shoving a matzo ball up your ass, all right? And by the way, happy Hanukkah! <laughs> Moron. Wait a minute, Jewish what producer. What the hell's your excuse? Hey, what the hell? Hey, man, how's it going? So basically, I wanted to call about you, about me. I'm actually the me- what, fat, wait, Jewish producer of the Brody. I want to call you no. about how supportive no. I am to you because I'm already in college. And I- yeah, you know what? You don't even sound like you can't even uh, contemplate the appropriate synapses necessary to articulate a goddamn complete sentence. All right? If you're going to sit back and you're going to have praise for me, the least you could do is understand what you're going to say before you say it there, you stupid moron. I used to be the fat Mexican boy. Well, go chew on a rubber tortilla, bastard, all right? Go chew on a goddamn rubber tortilla. 847, what the hell's your excuse? Oh, hey, ghost. Me, again, Aaron Bronco, you know, the guy who you thought was imitating Texan, but is from Montana. Anyway, uh... I was just saying, I'm a very serious viewer, and, uh, you know, I've, I've been thinking about net neutrality, and I'm not quite sure it's a good idea. Like you said, I think you're right. Yeah, well, that's great. That's great to hear, for Christ's sake. All right, now go watch an old episode of Rio Bravo and get that goddamn southern twang a little bit better there, you stupid poser. How about 706? What's your excuse? Hey, guys, fuck these fucking autists. Yeah, I don't mean that. Screw autist is right. What, that's it? That's all you got to say? Jesus Christ, man. How about anonymous? What's your excuse? All the other hoes with production notes, you better roll, Ghostler, roll. You are a cripple. All the other hosts with production notes, you better roll, ghost or roll, talking like a fruit bowl. Man, you sound like a seat-sniffing, fart-fragrant expert from where I'm standing, boy. Why don't you take about ten steps away from my freaking butt crack with that fruity-ass little carol you got going on for me there, boy? Five, seven, six, what the hell's your excuse? Oh, what, you're going to be a Helen Keller deaf mute? How quaint. Get the hell off my line then, boy. Get the hell off the line there, boy. Son of a bitch. Uh, who else do we got? How about Anonymous? What the hell's your excuse? No, don't, don't you get that shit crap off there. I know what that shit crap is. Don't you dare, you sick son of a bitch! Don't you dare! Let's continue going, shall we? How about 412? What's your excuse? <laughs> Tonight, I would like to make a confession. I have been a victim of persistent sexual assault at the hands of Roy Moore. Every Christmas Eve, he sneaks up on me while I'm facing coal in his stocking. He gropes one of my jolly man boobs with his right Yeah, you know what? I know that's you, Scarlet Moon, you stupid brony, man. I'd like to get an age check on this guy and want to know that, you know, if he even should be around the vicinity of minors. I'm really curious about that because I don't understand these old people, these, these old males 
that have a fixation with wanting to watch cartoons that were meant for four-year-old girls. I, I don't get it. Get that idiot out of here, for Christ's sake. I hope you die of cancer of the freaking sphincter. Anonymous, radio, or not radio, what's your excuse? We not radio graffiti. Pylons, radio graffiti. This is bureaucrats. Double dip and chip. I'm really scared. I am a racist from Baltimore. Don't you ever talk to my family. She is on the street to live in peace. She's off. You've got another thing coming. You've got another thing coming. Yeah, you do got another thing coming. Do you understand that? All you artists and Asperger idiots, you've all got another thing coming. Do you understand me? You've all got another thing coming. All right, I'm taking another. I'm taking a couple more calls, and I'm getting the hell out of here because you wanted to know what I did here. I wanted to show you the kind of garbage that's listening, that is literally coming from that one cartoon man-child piece of garbage should be all put in an oven chat room. You understand? I'm just saying, this is what this is what it is. This is what it is. This is what I gotta put up with for Christ's sake. This is the internet and this is why this is why people like this on the internet should not be on here. You understand? This is why people on the internet like this should not be on here. Just saying. I'm just saying. 618, what's going on? Hey, Ghost, they got a bone to pick with you. Oh, yeah, what's up? I only made 40 grand after that quantum upturn, man. This is it. Only 40 grand? Yeah, I'm only at 40 grand. I was hoping for more, baby. Yeah, well, you know, hey, hey, you know how it is, man. You know, beggars can't be choosers, for Christ's sake. Are you black, by the way, sir? No, me, Fish? Oh, it's Fish. Oh, I thought you were a black man. Oh, I could be one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, stay right there, Fish. Fish is in the inner circle. He's up 40 grand. And, and look, mm-hmm. let me tell you something. The reason mm-hmm. I'm going all out about mm-hmm. explaining to you autists and you Asperger guys and women, I don't like you. Because I be complete. A lot of you will literally come out the pocket and try to be a part of Ghost Inner Circle, and I don't want you a part of my inner circle. Do you understand me? I don't even want you listening to my broadcast. I'm trying to create something that's far above you idiots' pay grade and far beyond your goddamn comprehension, for Christ's sake. And as you can see by the people that I'm, I'm sitting here, I, I'm answering calls here, and you're listening to the kind of autistic, screeching, moronic, uh, uh, stumbling, mumbling, uh, sentence fragment spitting jerks that I've got listening to my broadcast. This is the millennials here. This is the millennials. This is the millennials here. Uh, this is supposed to what's going to be taking over the leadership. This is it. This, this crap. Anonymous, what's your excuse? Because you're going to suck this cock. You're going to suck this cock good. You're going to suck this cock clean. Right now. Yes. 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 All right there, uh, Ahmed. Jesus Christ. You see that? You broke. 
oral sex to the goddamn Jehudis, and look at them. You see that? You would have think that they were, you know, getting tongued by a goat or something. I mean, who the hell knows? What's going on? How about Anonymous? What's going on? What are we asking? Radio Graffiti. We need to stop embracing the pussification of the American male. Do y'all remember my son crying like a bitch? And you know what? My son is a grown-ass man that likes cartoons that are geared towards children in a fandom capacity in which... No, 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 I don't think so, Twilly. And as a matter of fact, I'm really starting to question whether or not you're even really a girl. All right? I think that you're some fat, freckle-faced, four-eyed, pop-tart-eating piece of trash that's sitting behind a goddamn computer pretending to be one of these little feminine horse bitches when you're actually a fat, jelly-ass piece of trash. All right? All right, nobody cares, you stupid, dumb idiot. Get out. I don't even want you listening. Go piss off. Anonymous, what's your excuse? That oh, well, we're going to play hell Now shut up. You're too late. Shut up. Sit down there. Shut up. Shut up. Anonymous, what the hell's your excuse? Hey, Ghost, you want my opinion on all of this? What's your opinion? So I actually don't mind that you're getting rid of at all. I actually, um, oh, wait a minute. Lot. Hold on. This is, this is, this is mass pony, isn't it? This is, uh, you, I can tell by the way your voice. So you're, I got a nice stories, right? This is you, right? No, it's not. Yeah, the, uh, it is. I can tell you're, you're an stuff. idiot. You can't even change your voice right. Just admit it. Yeah, that's what I figured. We all we all know who it is now. It I like nice stories. It's me. It's Matt Pony. I'm the four-eyed freckle-faced dog out of Illinois because I like nice stories about incontinence. <laughs> Man, let me tell you something. Your uh, name should be given to your local municipality's vice squad. You understand? And I'm not joking either. Seriously, man, you're talking about a waste of human life, uh, masked freaking pony. What what a waste of human life. Seriously, unbelievable. 503, what's your excuse? Ghost, you made me 400 bucks. I want you to deep dick my ass. And that's it? That you waited online for that? Yeah. I had another scheme going. You know, you're, you're an autist, aren't you? You're autistic, right? No. No, I'm a passive caller. I didn't oh, yeah. have an effort towards this one. No, no you're, you're, you're an autist or something, right? Let me tell you, I'm going to be an autist. old ghosty there. Hey, ghost. I'm over here now. I'm over here now. Hey, can I call you at like 3 in the morning? Can I call you at 3 in the morning at 503 yeah, yeah, I'm getting this number down. I'm calling him later tonight. We're prank calling this idiot later tonight. We're prank calling this idiot later tonight. I'm getting a list, and I'm checking it twice. He's going to find out who's naughty or nice. All right, got got one. All right. We're calling. You know, maybe we'll call him on Christmas Eve or something. We'll call him back later. He'll, he'll, we'll call him when he least expects it. All right. Who else do we got here? How about uh, how about five one seven? What's your excuse? 
hey, ghost, don't fall off the wagon. Just go to store.infowars.com and get up to 50% off on Survival Shield X2. Hey, you shut up, Alex Jones prick! Shut up! Shut up! God damn it, Alex Jones, stop sending your people over here to give free plugs to your stupid snake oil! God damn it! Don't send your pieces of crap over here, Jones! Give me that goddamn. Hey, 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 Alex, nobody over here in True Capitalist Radio wants to buy my filters! My filters! My filters! No one wants to freaking do that! No one wants to buy my filters! My filters! My filters! Piece of crap. Yeah, you don't understand. 1776 will commence again, and all I want you to do is I want you to buy Super Male Vitality, which puts together the best of the best chemical ingredients together to get your goddamn big boner up for at least 10 hours a day, and 1776 will commence again. Anyways. Let's continue going, for Christ's sake. I'm going to take a couple more calls. I'm out of here. I want to, I want to, I literally want to, I want to end the show. It's, this is getting ridiculous. This is getting too autistic, all right? And that's why no one should have any compassion for autistic people. Once again, y'all are listening to this, right? This is why no one should have any compassion, any compassion for uh, autistic or Asperger's people. I'm not talking about retarded or mentally handicapped people. I'm talking about Asperger's and autistic people. There's no reason to show any compassion for them. They know exactly what they're doing. You're listening. They know how to use computers. They know how to get on the Internet. They know how to chat. They know how to use uh, video games. So that's why I'm saying, that's why I'm saying do not, and I repeat, do not feel any kind of compassion for autist or Asperger's. Do you understand that? Repeat after me. No respect, no compassion for autist or Asperger's. No respect, no compassion for Asperger's or autist. All right, y'all get that? Y'all get me? Couple more and I'm getting the hell out of here. Anonymous, what's your excuse? Oh, great. Yeah, shoving the microphone up your shit funnel. How about 352? What's your excuse? It will be legal in Texas to shoot Roy Moore. <laughs> Shut up, you stupid asshole. Enough. All right? He didn't get elected. Shut up. Shut the hell up. Anonymous, what the hell's your excuse? The moon is gonna be full oh. tonight. Neil tailored specifically for the white. Jew pizza fills me with such delight, especially when the Jews put up a. Th- Get this idiot out of here, Moon Man! You stupid moron! You're, you know, you morons that like that Moon Man meme. You're ganking it from an like 1985 McDonald's commercial, a Big Mac. McDonald's commercial. Just say it. Three, five, two. What the hell's your excuse? I'm Boiny Sanders here. You know Uncle Boiny. You shut up, you stupid moron. You love Uncle Boiny. What are you talking about? Well, why don't you come on over here? 
Come on over here and take your underwear off. Oh, Christ, All right. Man. Yeah. Uh, That's my oh, uh, oh, oh, yeah. Sit on my apple. Uh, Sit on Uncle Bernie's apple. Yeah. Uh, hey, hey, you feel the boy? Blog Talk Radio. Goodbye.
Recorded live. City. You are unmuted. That's here. You are muted. And so, and but something an older white man asked, you know, uh, and he, I mean, he looks 60. Man, no, see, I can't even say older with my old ass self anymore. So anyway, this older, <laughs> this, this guy, he asked, he was just being entirely honest, and he was being very forthcoming. And he said, you know, if if I'm going to read these black based stories, you know, and, and get into, you know, this kind of genre, how much of black culture do I have to understand in order to enjoy the story? And I actually mm. stopped short because I had never, ever, ever thought that that would be a consideration. Um, right. And, and, and so after a couple of seconds, I said, okay, a uh, uh, show of hands here, how many of People knew about the Navi before you saw Avatar, mm. and they all laughed because they got it. You know, if it's right. a telling story, and and things are woven in that are consistent, and you know, themes are common enough, and people go, "Oh, I I hate using common themes," and I go, "Oh, so you like endless exposition, huh?" So you know, if right. there's if people can pick that up, right. Um, I, I'm wondering how the uh, you know how 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 do you get people to make that crossover if they have the same kind of mindset? You know. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. You know, it's it's the same thing as you know watching Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, or you know, The Last Samurai. I mean, yeah, there were some you know, Anglo characters within within Last Samurai, but I didn't have to know a ton about Japanese culture and samurais and ninjas to be drawn into the story. Like, Crouch and Tiger, Hidden Dragon, I didn't have to know specifically the little subtle nuances about their culture to appreciate that piece of work. So right. I, I, it kind of... I'm not sure where that thought process comes from, where you have to know about these things. It's like, no, like when you watch the project or you you engulf yourself into the story, then it's giving you an education on 
something other than what you've seen, you know, in your 60 years. Um, right. So, yeah, it's... it's well, uh, yeah. But there's, there is, obviously there is a threshold. You know, there, there are certain people out there yeah. who, you know, let's be honest, when we find authors we like, like you did with Octavia Butler, you know, uh-huh. you want to yes, keep sir. reading stuff that you like, you know, and, and right. familiar. Right. Um, so, you know, it's uh, it, it, it's like that, you know. And, mm-hmm. and so yeah. getting people to try something new, you know, there there's a certain lift. Yeah. Sometimes it's a heavy lift. It's, sometimes it's a light lift. But the lightest right. lift is when they meet you in person. And, you know, obviously you're going to be the best salesperson for your own yes. work, you know? Right. Um, so that's kind of really? cool. Um, and when you do that, um, you get that you get that immediate feedback, you know, because people will tell you, "Oh, I like the idea," or whatever. What are What are some of the things? You know, you mentioned that you you I think you mentioned that you had been to some of these um, conventions. What kind of feedback yes. do you get? From people when you when you just give them the lowdown on what it is that you've written. Um, I you know it's it's a mix. Um, some people are really excited, obviously, um, because it's a it's a world that you know that's that's in my imagination and I'm you know bringing it to life. Um, some people are saying, "Ha, ah, that's 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 really cool." Um, some people are kind of like, well, tell me about the story. Tell me about your characters. And then once I can explain, you know, what the protagonist, you know, antagonist, you know, everything that's going on, and I can tie it into something going on and related to today, then they're kind of like, ah, okay. I, I normally, I don't have a problem you know, selling books. You know, no, when I'm I, I, when I'm in front. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't want to make it sound like it was a trial, but I mean, everybody right. has to be their own best salesperson. <laughs> yeah. Um, absolutely. Have you have an elevator that together mm-hmm. to describe your series? You know, your your works. Um, can, right. can you give us your your quick? 20, 30-second pitch? Mm-hmm. Oh, you want to hear my 30-second pitch? Or yeah, absolutely. Pitch? No, absolutely, okay. because, you know, other, people who are new don't realize right. that this is probably one of the most important phrases, the important marketing things that they are going right. to, to be able to have in their arsenal. Okay? The okay. fact of the matter That's- is that that if you can't grab somebody's um, attention that quickly, mm-hmm. then oh yeah, then, then, then you're not going to get them interested. So I mean, have you come up with yeah. yours? Oh yeah, I'm ready to go. Go hit it. The world is falling apart. A massive horde of genetically created beings have systematically invaded the globe. A young prince and four unlikely heroes must race against time to find an ancient artifact to bring the world back into balance. At the same time, 
weather anomalies are starting to show up and devastate the planet as well. Will they be able to make it in time? Find out in Acid of the Gods. That's pretty cool. Okay, that's long, but it's cool. Right. Um, okay, I'm just going to... You want to hear mine? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And and it took me it took me months and months to refine this down. You know, you want to make it quick. Um, the Dark Side Trilogy tells the story of what happens in America when the country finds out that African Americans have been secretly living on the backside of the boat before Neil Armstrong got there. Nice. That's it. That's the long cool. and the short of it. You know, so yeah, yeah. um it, you know, and, and 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 a lot of people don't understand the marketing, you know, that that they have to do because You're when right. you write a book, when you do a comic book, when you do artwork, you know, you are essentially becoming an entrepreneur. Yes. You know? So Absolutely. that that that's something that uh, hopefully people catch on early on because you just don't know. You know, you don't know when you're going to be you could and, and actually you could be in the elevator. You could go to like uh OnyxCon and mm-hmm. you'd be walking out and somebody goes, Hey, what do you do? And you go, Well, uh blah 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 and they go, Man, that is cool. Do you uh do you have like uh do you have an agent? You know? Or has somebody right. optioned this for T V or a movie? Or whatever. Right. You keep going, you know, you just don't know. And that's how it is. People people check out these um conventions looking for you know, looking for for content. Because content oh, content is king. All right. You know, I, I, I feel I'm I'm a little I'm happy because a couple months ago I had my first inquiry about uh, the, the TV and movie rights, the dark side. So, you know, that, I mean, wow. obviously something like that doesn't happen overnight, you know, and you don't right. get, you don't get people, you know, say, hey, uh, hey, hey, we got a checkbook. How how big a check do you want us to write? But, but the fact <laughs> that people are, well, no, I mean, the fact that people are noticing it in that, in that perspective is like pretty cool, you know? Right. Um, but, 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 you know, the part about getting your work above the background noise, I think, is a universal challenge for anybody starting out or just a few years in. Um, in, in terms of, you know, your work, do you have kind of like a, a marketing plan that you started out with that you're following? Or you, you also mentioned, you know, in 2005, obviously, we didn't have the sophistication and the breadth of social media that we have today, which is a big, big, big way of doing things for, for not so much money. Right. Um, do you have a plan that you're following right now? Or are you, I mean, like me, are you feeling your way forward to see what might work and what's most effective? Yeah, so we're in the, I mean, we, we have a marketing plan, um, but mm-hmm. we're, we're kind of tailoring everything to, you know, what's going to work best for this particular project. Um, one of the things that we came across is, you know, whenever I would do a speaking engagement at the library in front of kids, 
um, I would always sell out of books, and it would be because parents would want the books not only for themselves but for their kids. So it was unintentional, but families wanting to read a comic book together, not only because, you know, the characters reflect them somewhat, but it also is for literacy and, and family time and, you know, to get away from the TV. So we've kind of tailored our marketing to uh, the family as a, as a demographic as a whole. So, you know, we're in the process of, you know, tailoring our, you know, flyers and, and ads and things like that, you know, to that aspect. So it's we're, we're just kind of, for this particular project, you know, we're, we're testing the waters, we're doing different things, but um, it, it's tough because when you're the creator and you're managing artists and, you know, all these different things, you know, you wear so many hats, some things you might miss, and then you got to say, okay, that wasn't good, you know, that as far as the results, so let's try this now. So, um, yeah. but we've definitely been fortunate, um, you know, to have as much exposure as we've had. I, I really believe 2018 is going to be um, a very, very good year because, uh, you know, we're ready. We have a product. Um, we have, you know, more than one issue that we'll be able to offer. Um, uh-huh. I have a solid, solid team, um, you know, that's doing the artwork. And, uh, you know, I'm hungry, man. You know, I got – my wife has flight <laughs> benefits. So, you know, if I got to hop on a plane, you know, then then it's good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and so when you, um, man, I had a great question, of course, uh, you know, listening to you, I forgot about it. Um, well, it'll come back to me. Anyway, when, when you think in terms of, uh, just one of the, okay, let me tell you what I'm doing. I'm trading on the cult of personality to get more attention to my writing. And what I mean by that is, you know, okay, obviously I do this show. Um, probably because I'm the only person, in, uh, the only black person in the United States of America who will give up every Friday night to do this show, um, you know, with my either dumbass or smartass self. I'm not sure whether it's, I haven't made up my mind yet. But, okay, so I do the show. I have all these podcasts on uh, on file, and I go to the major um the, the major conventions, or a couple major conventions. I've, I've gone to two, and I, I wouldn't go to any if it hadn't been for Jarvis. Jarvis pushed me. He pushed me into yeah. going, you know, because I said, forget that. I am not going to no damn place carrying, you know, uh, 80 pounds of books, sell books at a table. But it was so much more than that. And I didn't even bring books the first one. But by showing up at these things and moderating high-profile discussions, and I'm going to try to see if I can maybe do some emceeing of the Hugo Awards this year in San Jose, or no, next year in San Jose. I keep thinking it's the nice. But And then when people see me, when people hear me, if they find me personable, if they find me funny, interesting, what have you, 
then they're going to do some research into what I do and find all the works that I have, and then they'll buy my book. Okay, right. rather than trying to go and somehow, you know, it, when I when I first started out, 2009, you know, I was selling books out of my car. Okay, you know, and, and that that's that's a very very hard way to try to make money and a hard way to try to sell your book. So what right. I want to do is I want to exploit the cult the cult of personality in order to get people um, familiar with who I am as a person. And and so, I, you know, it seems to be going well. I'm getting more invitations. I'm getting people paying for me to go places, which is great. Um, oh, yeah, man, that's awesome. And, but, but again, you know, I'm, I'm not a New York Times bestseller and may never become one. Or, or worse yet, this will piss me off. If I become a good, a, a great New York Times, you know, bestseller, after I'm dead, I will be pissed. But right, right. Will I know? You know. But yeah. so, you know, you know, along the lines of what you were talking about, about you know, having to, you know, both of us talking about being an entrepreneur. You know, it's 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 incumbent upon us to somehow figure out how to get get above the background noise. Um, you talk about we and us. Is it? Do you have a team, or is it you and your wife? You've mentioned her a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how, yeah. how many people do you have kind of going forward helping build, you know, the the kind of, uh, you know, the hopeful early empire that you're building? Yeah. Yeah, man. My wife is definitely a uh, a major component and, um, you know, a reason as to why I've been able to go so far. Um, but as far as the, the creative side, um, there's three gentlemen uh, that, uh, that are – you know, I'm working with currently um, on my team. And the first gentleman, his name is Ryan Best, and he's out of uh, South Carolina. Uh, amazing artist, man. Just, uh, you know, his his work really just kind of speaks for itself. And then uh, he's doing the pencils and inks currently uh, for this next issue. And then okay. Leonard Anderson out of Jacksonville, Florida. And uh Leonard and I we just we met on Facebook and I really liked his his work and I wanted to work with him so I said, "Hey man, you know, what what are your rates for, you know, pages?" And um you know, he was he gave me his rate and I said, "All right, I'd like I'd love to work with you." But actually he had actually heard about Acid of the Gods and was like, yo, I'm seeing what you guys are doing, man. I'm I'm loving what I'm seeing. So, mm-hmm. you know, we talked for quite a bit before I, you know, propositioned him, you know, to do some work uh, for the book. And then the next gentleman is out of, um, he's out of Texas, and he's an, also a, an amazing author, uh, Eric uh, Mizeo, and, uh, you know, he's a good dude, man. We just, we bounce ideas back and forth, and uh, he's my editor. So him being an author, you know, he's he's got a great eye for for detail as far as you know dialogue and, and you know continuity and those things. So you know those those three gentlemen, man, are, are really holding down the uh, the asset of the gods, you know, brand. Okay, so I mean, and and you're finding it. 
you know, it sounds like your team works well together. Is that fair to say? Yes. Okay, cool. Um, because a lot of people, you know, go it alone. Um, I have found a number of creatives who are very protective of their intellectual property. You know, yes. they want to they want to keep it strictly to themselves. They don't want it getting out in the wild. They, you know, they they have a, a, a genuine fear of somebody stealing their work. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, in in many ways, I'm not exactly sure how legitimate that fear is, but it but it's out there. It's out there. You never know when somebody's going to do you dirt because that's just the nature of the right. world we live in. Um, yeah. When 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 you think about your work, um, it sounds like. First of all, it sounds like the level of detail that you put in there and the level of uh, research and scholarship is a little bit prohibitive for your average thief on the street, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, let's be honest. Thieves are lazy. Thieves take what they think they can take easily and without a whole lot of trouble in order to quickly profit. It doesn't sound like that's, that's a concern of yours. Um, and, and let me ask you this. How, how much... I mean, I know you went through all of the uh, the trials and tribulations of, and I'm doing the air quotes, researching, um, mm-hmm. unquote, uh, at the very beginning. Uh, as you go along, do you do you have to still do more research for your body of work, or are you fairly, you know, are you fairly tuned up in terms of, you know, where you get your your creative primitives from, you know, your creative, you know, the, the, the features. Yeah. No, that's, that's a great question. Um, when I originally started formulating acid of the gods, I was actually recovering from a brain tumor. Um, Mm -hmm. so I was in the hospital for about 90 days, just reading and, you know, just soaking up information, trying to reconnect on neural pathways. Right. So I developed an absolute love for researching and finding out more information because the more references I have, I feel like I am able to add more depth to my story and my characters. And you know what? Sometimes it's funny. It's almost the opposite in, in some instances where I'll write something. Okay. And I'll say, Huh. I don't know, man. I, I, I gotta go back and research that to see if that's actually possible or feasible or you know, if that's you know, tangible. You you know what I mean? And I'll go yeah, back within and the realm of reality or or, right. or or even culturally consistent. Right. Exactly. And I kid you not, so many times I would be spot on. So I'm like all right, this is crazy, you know. So um, it's it's interesting, but I always constantly research because my thing is this: even if it's not for Acid of the Gods, right? It could be for some other project, and I'll put that information in the back of my brain, and then when it's time to write the other projects that you know I'm working on, then I don't have to do you know a ton of research because I've already done it. So I, I got this crazy catalog. I'm a Virgo. Like, I, I catalog information and, 
you know, I bring it out when I need to. So um, it's just really interesting how that happens. Well, that's just smart. I mean, that's working. That's working smart, not hard. You know. Right. Um. Now, you you mentioned, of course, you're doing this. You you've got other projects ahead. You know that yes. that it sounds like yes, they have some similar elements, but they're from a different creative universe. Um, do you want to do you want to let us know a little bit about those and when we might be able to expect to see them come out? Uh, you know, uh, after you know after after the work that you've got now, um, mm-hmm. you know, in the in the asset of the God theory. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I I really love westerns. Okay. Aside from you know the science fiction, uh, so. I'm working with uh, Eric, my editor, and we're developing a project uh, about a character. And, um, you know, he's he's definitely going through some major things in, in, within the, uh, you know, like the Alabama South, you know. Um, you know, he's transitioning from, you know, slavery and that kind of thing. Um, but... Uh, it's not a science fiction per se, uh, but it has okay. some very uh, supernatural elements to it. So um, that one I'm working on with Eric. And then another one that I'm developing uh, just on my own um, is kind of like a uh, detective story. Um, a guy has, you know, abilities. So basically it's uh, uh, a gentleman has a brain tumor that is giving him extraordinary abilities, but yeah, it's a terminal I, I wonder, illness. I wonder where you got the idea for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So, you know, and you know what? It's, what's funny, I, I, I love the element of special abilities and powers and things like that because I grew up watching X-Men and all that kind of stuff, reading that stuff. But sure. I, I really don't like how science or special abilities cannot be explained. You know, I I don't like the fact that storm can control the weather, but science doesn't know how it's done. Or Cyclops can shoot lasers from his eyes, but, you know, we don't know how that happened. Yeah, what's the the basis for that since it's obviously not science? And you know what bothers me about storm? Just just between you and me, don't tell anybody I said this, okay? Um, okay. Why, why, why didn't she turn Africa into a luxurious green continent before she came over uh, to, to the U.S. and started messing around? You know what I'm saying? That, I'm just saying, you know. And exactly. Exactly. I, I, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, um, with, within Acid of the Gods, each character's abilities – uh, you know, they have some basis as, as right. to why they can do these things. You know, I didn't want to just say, oh, well, he could fly. No. My characters in Acid of the Gods, they don't wear capes. You know, they're, you know, they're just, they're, they're, they don't wear tights. You know, it's, it's very rooted in the realm of, you know, just 
different cultures and different things. And, you know, as I was reading uh, Octavia Butler's work and her character in Wild Seed was able to, you know, shapeshift and she was a healer and all these other things. I mean, those are that's folklore from, you know, Yoruba and, and the Bantu and, and those different stories. So, sure. you know, we, I, I want to get back to, you know, there, there, it's such a rich culture of mythology and these different things. And, you know, I really think the world can, can benefit from, you know, hearing and seeing these stories come to life. You know, it's no different than what the Chinese do with their, you know, kung fu movies or, you know, the Japanese do with their anime and their different stories. They incorporate actual people into, you know, their legends and mythology and their films and manga and all that kind of stuff. So it's it's really interesting. There's realistic corporate excuse me, not corporate, what am I thinking? There's realistic cultural aspects to the stories they tell. They're embedded in the culture. And and that, you know, first of all, that makes it familiar. Second of all, you know, it it, it becomes more of a fantasy when you go ahead and and put together a story like that because it is a little bit more helpful for people to be able to suspend disbelief when it's something they're familiar with. Right. Exactly. Uh, um, all right. So now we're about halfway through here. Um, the, the thing that I'm kind of curious about is you mentioned you've got someone who does your artwork and you've got an, an inker and uh, did you say you have a colorist too? Yeah. So Ryan is the colorist and the inker and then uh, Leonard does the coloring. Okay. And, and is, is, are these mostly, you know, I exactly tell from the website, but are, but are we looking at, uh, are we looking at, you know, kind of like, uh, are, are your, do you have graphic novels or are you mostly, I mean, it also looks kind of like the comic book genre too when you look at the Acid of God's prologue, you know, cover that you have here. Um, mm-hmm. Where, right. What, what, what I'm, let me know because I admit, I, I'll be honest with you, I didn't know about you before this week. Um, where, mm-hmm. where do you sit in that, in that kind of uh, genre? Or which genre? You know, yeah, so I, I, I kind of go for comic book for this particular project. And um, the reason why is because, you know, I want my audience from, you know, say age 10 to, you know, 50 to really kind of get into it. Um, I think if it's, if the issues are too long, Uh like a graphic novel is pretty long, you know, then, then my younger audience may, you know, taper off because, you know, we're into that, you know, instant gratification kind of thing. So um, I think for this particular project, because the the demographic is wider than the other two projects, um, I lean towards comic book 
for, you know, acid of the gods. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And having it a, a, a accessible to kids is not a bad idea. I mean, uh, first right. of all, what it does is it gets them reading them. And second of all, yes. what you're doing is you're kind of building your audience and maintaining your audience so as they grow, you know, they can still continue on, you know, which is, which is exactly. why you know, fewer and fewer people are reading these days. Exactly. And, and yeah, I think your point about um, having, having a long, you know, a longer book or something like that, I think you're right. You know, that it's going to be harder to get an audience for that. Mm-hmm. And that's, and that's yeah. why, that's one of the reasons why I'm looking forward to when Dark Side is either turned into a miniseries or a series of movies, because that will make the work more accessible to uh, a newer a newer audience, and it will also, it, it'll drive book sales too, because there are going to be people who go, oh, right. that movie was either A or B, either good or bad, you know, I wonder what the source material was really like. You know, is this Japanese Hayashi? Uh, is he a real writer, mm-hmm. or was that just crap? You know, so so that'll be good too. Um, yeah. Have you thought about possibly transitioning your universes to like uh, like Earth Squadron, three D animation, like either a movie or episodes or something like that? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's interesting you mentioned that. I, I, I can talk about it now, but I had a development deal um, on the table um, maybe about three or four months ago. And, okay. uh, you know, it's, you just kind of have to go through the process. You, you're looking at the contracts. You know, you want to see it become something, but you're looking at your intellectual property because that's really what it is you know, and you're imagining, okay, how is this going to play out? You know, um, how, how looking at this contract, how are you going to, um, how are you going to still maintain creative control and maintain, you know, the rights to, you know, merchandise and, and, and all these different things, you know, sure. so, it's a big thing, you know, and, and some people go into it because somebody's slashing, you know, some money or a check or, or whatever. Um, and, and people don't normally read the contracts that they're signing. I mean, this is, this is what Prince went through. This is what Michael Jackson went through. You know, contracts are, 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 they're heavy, man. And, and you have to be, mindful of what it is that you're signing your intellectual property and signing that away to. So, um, thankfully I have, I have an amazing, yeah, no, I'm just going to say, thankfully I have an amazing uh, attorney and, and manager and, uh, you know, he's, he's looking out for me, man. Uh, shout out to Lamont, uh, Mr. Lamont Smith. He's, 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 uh, He's going to put us on the map, and I'm, I'm really excited because having that representation and having someone looking out for you as the artist, now I don't have to stress about 
you know, are, are people going to try to, you know, take advantage of me as much, you know, when right. somebody else to that caliber is, 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 has got my back. So I, I'm very thankful and very lucky that uh, that is the case for myself. Yeah. Yeah. And the other, the other part about it is, you know, sometimes they'll offer you such a lucrative deal, you know, for, for that option, you know, or, or for, you know, getting yes. those rights that right. it's tough to turn it down. I'll be honest with you. If somebody held a $10 million check in front of me and said, well, we want to obtain the rights for dark side, mm-hmm. but you, but you get no further input, you know, we, we can't right. whatever we want with it. You know, I, I, mm-hmm. I would have to think about it, but I wouldn't think long right. because I could retire on $10 million. And the exactly. other cool thing is I can always write more. Right. Yes. You know, and, and that's, that's something that, you know, that, that would be okay with me. And, and if they mess mm-hmm. it up, it's going to be on them. People aren't going to blame me. They're going to read the book and go, hey, how come you took this story and trashed it? You know, right. Sony or, yeah. or Paramount or yeah. whoever. You know, that's going, to be, that's going to be the bottom line. It's not going to be, well, well, you didn't write anything that was worth it. I'll go, well, it must have been worth something. They optioned it, didn't they? Yeah. So, yeah, now, now, you know, another thing that people who have to confront these issues a lot of them don't do is a lot of them don't get good legal representation. It sounds like you've got somebody mm-hmm. who's going to help you out. Um, yeah. You know, so so that's 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 obviously you've you've already laid the groundwork of doing smart things. Um, do you have uh, do, do you have a plan in place, or or are you just taking it as it comes? Because, you know, if somebody offers to take your property off your hands, that's a big decision. Mm-hmm. Yes, it, it is a major decision. And, and that's kind of the reason why I've got some other irons in the fire. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Be, because I can say, okay, I, I, I raised this baby to be this, and now it's someone else's, you know, turn to take that and, and do what, what they want with it. But, you know, when you have representation and you have um, someone looking at the contracts, the negotiations are a lot, you know, I wouldn't say easier, but, you know, it's, uh, you have more power, you know, to And you're say. less likely, you're less likely to be taken advantage of. Right, exactly. So, like I said, it's just, I would encourage anyone who's serious about their intellectual property, even if they're not looking to, you know, uh, have an option on the table or anything like that. And, I mean, you never know. I mean, I, I look at how how Avatar: The Last Airbender was absolutely trashed as a film. You know, that amazing story, amazing cartoon, amazing work was just—it was just—it just wasn't the same. So, right, and you hate to see that, but. I mean, if they paid those those guys uh, a nice little check, I mean, you know, well, there's a it lot is of what it is. Happened. Yeah, what was yeah. the what was the Ghost of the Shell? You know, first of all, there was the oh, issue my, of whitewashing, yeah. and then there was, right. you know, you know, they they wanted to turn it into a special effects tour de force, and and, right. and you know, there's no special effects that are going to make a bad 
story or a bad rendering of a story to it. Okay. Absolutely. You know, eventually yep. these, these comic book movies are going to realize that. You know, you look at what was the the big one where that the uh, Avengers were fighting the uh, the alien robots in the city and the city was being completely trashed. You know, or or how about how yeah. about Superman and and Zod? You know what they did to Metropolis. I mean, how many people did they kill? Right. <laughs> You know, and, and so you're going, okay, yeah, so, yeah, so we, got all these, we got all these buildings falling down. We got all these explosions. Batman versus Superman. Okay, that, uh, that, uh, that, that monster. At least they were kind of fighting in an industrial area that was fairly deserted. But no amount yeah. of super, you know, you know, special effects are going to cover up for a bad story. And, and right. yeah, Ultron, someone put in there, Age of Ultron. Yeah, so, and, and see, the thing is, is that, you know, at at our core, people who are the creatives, people who are the writers, are responsible for putting together the the stories. And then once the stories are put together, then someone else comes along and goes, "Ooh, this is a great story. Let me give them some money so I can crap it up." You know, and, and then right. you just you, you just shake yeah. your head. Um, yeah. When you think, yeah, and you, and so mm-hmm. go ahead. No, I was just going to say to your point, you know, when I was in film school, you know, they they taught us that, listen, if you get a terrible shot, there's no fixing that in post-production, dude. Like, you got to get that money shot. <laughs> That's You true. know what I mean? Or, entirely true. Or, or, or it's going to be, your audience is going to see that. So I, I try to create with the end in mind, and I fill in, you know, the meat of the story, you know, as I go along, but I always know exactly how I want the story to end. So, um, yeah, and, that's and, just... and there's nothing you can do. You know, you mentioned that, you know, I've, I've, I produce films and I, I'm a screenwriter and, and there's nothing, you know, there's sometimes when things are just out of your hands, you know, they are just mm-hmm. flat out out of your hands. Um, yeah. and, and, and you just, you have to sit there, you shake your head, go, damn, I don't have another $8,000 to reshoot this day. We're just going to have to do what we can do, you know. Uh, yeah. Uh, now, it, let, tell me a little bit about your film school experiences. Did you get to um, Did you get to write anything that got made? Yeah, I did. Um, I mean, this was the first semester that I was in film school. Um, I had a guy named Gary Blair who was my editing instructor. And the first project was to create a silent film. So okay. at the time, I was working, uh, my, my mentor had a watch company that he was building from the ground up. And what I did was I said, okay, you know, I'm going to make this kind of a, a project themed around his, you know, pro- product. And uh, it was it was funny, man. It was just uh, it was about a guy who really wanted this watch so bad that he put on a ninja outfit and stormed the warehouse uh, to get one, not knowing that the CEO and president uh, was there, you know. And they didn't battle it out, but you know he ended up giving the guy a watch because you know he went through all this trouble to get one. So that sure. was the first sure. one. 
Yeah, so it was it was just kind of funny. The next one was kind of like a little romantic movie about a guy who wanted to propose to his girlfriend, but mm-hmm. um, the whole city basically was starting to uh, get wind of it because one person told another person and told another person, and uh, he was listening to the radio, and uh, I think the radio host did like a shout-out to him <laughs> on the radio about him proposing to his girl. So he was like, oh, come on, man. So it was kind of funny. But uh, those were the only two that I, you know, was able to produce while in film school. But out of film school, um, there's some other short films that I've been able to produce. Uh, They're on my YouTube page. And um, my son and I, we acted in a music video uh, in February, um, which was a lot of fun here in Colorado. Uh, the artist's name is uh, Jacob Banks, and he's out of the U.K. Uh, mm-hmm. via Nigeria. But uh, it was a really, really amazing experience. And my son is, he's the same age I was when I got my first little taste of acting. So it was really, it, it, you know, seeing that, I was like, wow, this stuff comes full circle, you know. So um, what's, uh, what's the, I enjoy uh, what What's the name of your YouTube channel? because I'm going to pop the, uh, the, the link in the chat room. It is, uh, yep, it's just under Urban Arcanum. Uh, A-R-K-A-N-U-M. One word? Uh, it's, I believe it's a space, Urban and then space Arcanum. Okay. Yeah, so I think there's a music video I directed. Oh, yeah, there it is. And then oh, another one called Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my son's six, first film was uh, six more than twenty three hours an hour. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so you know, it's kind of fun, man. You know, I, if if I get a chance to do some stuff in Hollywood, man, that's great. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. if not, I still love making movies and just being creative. You know? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, I've got I have feature films in me. One is a, a comedic bank heist movie, and the production trailer for that is on my channel on YouTube. And the other one is an urban adaptation of Dickens's Christmas Carol. And, nice. and you know how Bob Cratchit was, you know, working in uh, as an accountant, and you know uh, Scrooge didn't uh, didn't heat up the office very much, blah, blah, blah. Right. I have right. I have a, a black and a Latino contingent working at an outdoor car wash in the middle of winter because I couldn't think of any more miserable oh. jobs than that. Yeah, man, um, that's terrible. That sounds so, very interesting. I definitely would like to check that out. Yeah. Yeah, one of these days. I mean, you could, you could see the uh, production trailer for the Bank Heist movie on my YouTube channel. But, yeah, I, okay. I like film because it's challenging. And, and one of the things mm-hmm. that you said, you know, is so true, and a lot of people don't realize it. First of all, making a movie is hurry up and wait. Okay, that's the nature of making a movie. You know, get, get to where mm-hmm. you have to go, get set up, and then wait for everything to happen. And then the yep. other part is the challenge of show, don't tell. You know, to be able to put something right. entertaining together that people can watch but you don't have to sit there 
and spoon feed the audience everything. I don't like that about uh, a lot of American movies. You know right. that that people people you know get in the habit of sitting there and having every nuance explained to them. You know, like even if you have what is that? Oh, if you have a uh, a mystery, somehow you have to put things in Act One that will give the listener or the uh, viewer hints about what's going to happen in the third act, so that they feel smart, so that they don't they don't get lost. You know, and I, I, right. I would rather create movies and write books that that take into account, you know, the fact that somebody's going to want to read something where, you know, when in the first chapter they don't go, oh, I know how they're going to fix this, you know, at the end of the uh, at the end of uh, of the story. You know, I want right. to have my ending to be unexpected. I want them to be ironic. I want them to be. You know, because that's what people remember most when they're coming out of a movie. You know, how how right. did it end? They spent two yep. hours sitting in there, and there you go. Yeah, right. somebody put in there in the chat room, dumbing down the creative process, and so much of that happens. Mm-hmm. Look at look at these yes. look at these TV shows. You know, I'll, I'll tell you a TV show that I'm really disappointed in. I'm disappointed in the TV show of The Flash. Okay. Oh. You know, yeah. it's, it's like yeah. yeah. Let's let's write this for the dumbest. Flash, you know, consumer out there, and and I would really, I would like to see, you know, I'll tell you some shows that I did like. I liked, um, I liked the Last Ship, that military show about the end of the world. You know, where yes. they had, uh, yes, you know, I I enjoyed that for two reasons. First of all, they had some real military advisors on there, and second of all, right. it was it was a show that depicted the best in people when they pull themselves, when they pull together. That's, that's right. kind of like a cool thing, you know, and, and then what else do I like? All right. I like the walking dead. Cause I like seeing stupid white people getting eaten by, uh, by, uh, uh <laughs> I enjoy that. I enjoy yeah. the fact that people do that. I enjoy the fact that they are so stupid that they will, they'll go into a herd of zombies thinking they're going to get someplace. Um, right. You know, I like that. Uh, someone tried to turn me on to the Orville. But you know what? Seth MacFarlane yeah. is not a very even writer. He's not a very good writer. Um, right. And, and you know, his writing is inconsistent. So I, I don't even know. You know, I, I, I looked at some of those dramas. I did like Luke Cage. I did like... Mm-hmm. What was the other one? Jessica Jones. Uh, there was Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Jessica Jones yeah. and Punisher. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, someone in the in the uh, chat room says The Walking Dead really sucks, but no, no, it does not suck. Not in terms of stupid white people getting bit by zombies. No, it's that's top notch <laughs> entertainment. Um, so, and, and so when I when I look at you know the kinds of movies I want to go see, I don't jump up and go and see the latest. Uh, what's the big thing? Oh, Star Wars came out this weekend. Right. To a yeah. Wide review. I'm gonna wait. You know, I'm not in a hurry. Yeah. I'm not I'm yeah. not enamored by it. You know, it's not that great writing. It's Disney for God's sake. When was the last right. time Disney did something to critical acclaim other than uh, great animation, great man. song? Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. You know, it, it just doesn't yeah. happen. So, you know, in terms of entertainment, I want to produce entertainment that people people who have some sense want to go to. 
Okay. Oh, somebody said uh, Star Trek The Next Generation. Well, that was okay. Star Trek Discovery, waste of my time. I wasn't happy with mm. it. You know, that first yeah. episode was ridiculous. All that exposition, yeah. all that BS and trying to build believable characters, bad makeup on what's-her-name. You know, come on. You know, I, I'm, I'm used yeah. to a certain level of, you know, if, if, uh, if Wanda Sykes can come on stage and have flawless makeup, they could do the same damn thing <laughs> in a movie or a TV show. Okay? That's no, all I, I agree. About Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Oh, so Jarvis says here that he's leaving in 40 minutes to go see Star Wars. He tell me, uh, Al says it was star, it was okay, but not great, which is what you expect out of the Star Wars universe. It's not yeah. great, but it'll be entertaining. You'll sit there, you'll be entertained, you know? Right. Um, yeah, and that's the thing. It's just like, you know, when we look at these franchises that have made billions and, you know, within merchandise and, you know, ticket sales. And you start right. to think about it, you're like, really? <laughs> like, okay, you know, there's so many amazing stories out there. And the other thing is, you know, Hollywood is intellectually bankrupt, man. This, this is why they're going to video games and comic books and remakes and all this kind of stuff, man. It's, it's, uh, it's interesting what's what's going on right now, man, in, in the land of television and film. And, and I, I firmly believe that uh, creator-owned content is the revolution. And, you know, it's, it's definitely going to be something where eventually creator-owned content is going to be able to compete on some level, you know, of course, not millions of dollars, right? Um, but on some well, level, of... you may be right, and not—you're right about the not making millions of dollars to start with. Mm-hmm. But right. Here's, but here's what's happening: there are so many content purveyors. Okay, there are so many conduits, so many channels of, you know, because content is king. Everybody's struggling to grab the most content they have. You got. You know, who are the players? Well, you got all kinds of players. You got Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, right? Uh, I Crackle. mean, on and on, stars, uh, on and on and on. Yeah. You probably got yep. about fifty distributors of content now that we did not have five years ago. So, mm-hmm. so the threshold to getting your stuff out there is a little bit lower, but it's still tough to get noticed at the very beginning. Right. If you have something. Right. The chances of getting getting that kind of exposure or somebody taking a chance, the chances are higher. You know, I've got somebody yes. to my stuff to Amazon right now, um, thinking that well, if Amazon and Amazon's looking for, I think a television property that they could pump like up to 1.2 million bucks an episode in. Well, that's that's respectable money. You know, that's pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. Money, that's pretty good acting money. So, so yeah, you know, take take a mature product like yours. You you've had it out for a while. That you know, there there is a chance. You know, if you can get right. to that threshold where people are mentioning your stuff and going, okay, this is good, then there there are so many people who are starving for content that they can push out there to people that 
that will be that have a chance. That right. that's something to look forward to. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and you, go ahead. Hello? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. no, I was just going to no. say, um, yeah, I was just, you know, looking at different contracts of, of some of these um, streaming services, like a Netflix, you know. Okay, yeah. It's like the contracts for that, is, you know, that's, it, again, it doesn't really favor the creator, right? They They say, okay, it's only going to be streamed on Netflix for this amount of time. And this is the only check you're going to get. There are no royalties. There are no residuals. Nothing. You know, oh, so as yeah. a creator, you're like, oh, man, okay. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, you know, because, I mean, Netflix, obviously, they, they have their platform. But as far as, you know, every, and not everybody has Netflix, though, right? So you got to make a decision to say, okay, huh, do, I, do I take this bag here? And then go off and do something else, or wait till this, you know, um, this licensing terminates, which they might try to right. keep it for ten years or something crazy like that. You know, right. like it's again, it's it's it's, uh, and that was just like Netflix. I don't, and I think Apple's trying to do their own streaming service or something, where and and Disney's trying to do their own now. So it's just like, all right, well, I, I mean, that's the well, way it is. Here's why that's happening. I'll tell you exactly why that's happening. Content creators are desperate little trolls. Yeah, I said it mm-hmm. because somebody has to say it. Yeah. Content creators yeah. are desperate little trolls, and they will sign any deal because they think that it will get their name out there and that that will sustain them until they make it big. Right. Okay. That may or may not happen, the whole making it big part. But, yep. but really, the content, the content streamer, you know, the people who who send it out there, they really do have the industry kind of by the butt right now, even though there's so many of them. You know, you could, if, right. if let's say if Netflix came to me and said, okay, we want to make a miniseries out of this, we want it to run for five years, and that's it, you know, and, and we may or may not ever run it again. I'd have to look at that mm-hmm. and say, okay, I'd have to balance what's the visibility going to be for me. And I'm not going to yep. immediately you know, sign that contract just because somebody threw it in my face and said, hey, right. we're going to make, uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to make your dreams come true because normally that doesn't happen. You know, that's why right. you go get yourself an entertainment lawyer. That's why you you get somebody who's been in the business and knows what to negotiate and, and what to even ask for. Plus, they're going to know better what the prevailing rates for X, Y, and are so they can at least let you know that you're not getting ripped off. A lot of people don't do right. that because 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 content creators are desperate. They're just desperate little people, you know. And and, yes. and they're not very bright. Let me tell you. Let me because you don't live in Chicago. Let me tell you what the uh, up until a few years ago. Here's what a black author's business plan was in Chicago. I'm going to write my book. Okay. I'm going to hand it to Oprah. I'm going to have Oprah put it on her show, and then I'm on Easy Street. That was their business plan. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, that's that was you know. Oprah that was, doesn't even have a show. Well, that's, that's, that's just stupid. Yeah, but you know, even when she had her show, first of all, she had a 28 year old white lady reading all that stuff. 
you know. Right. And and then when she got burned a couple times because she did not do her diligence, then she when she chose Charles Dickens, and I forget which book uh, she chose, I, I knew the jig was up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but that's not yeah. a business plan. A business plan is not assuming that someone else is going to do your hard work for you. You know, mm-hmm. I, I've been I've been published since 2009. I I feel very fortunate that in 2017 I have the visibility I have. You know that I have the nice. reviews that I have. Yeah. That I have that I have the invitations that I'm getting. But you know what? It didn't happen because Oprah did it. It it happened right. because I did it. You know, and to sit yep. around and assume someone else is going to do your work for you, I think is rather foolish. Um, you know, one one thing that I learned was uh, that was pretty important was people won't buy a series unless all the all the numbers uh, all the books of a series are out. You know why? Exactly. Because a lot of people will start a series and then they don't see those big sales numbers that they thought for the first book in a series, and then they don't write the second book or the third book or fourth book or whatever. And so what I'm right. doing is I'm I'm almost done with a second trilogy. I'm going to publish them all about all next year, all at one time. Nice. Boom! All three are yeah. going to hit at one time, and I'm going to do that for two reasons. I'm going to do that obviously because I want to get a faster ramp up to sales. But also, I have friends who can nominate me for Hugo and Nebula Award because they all came out right. in the same year. So yeah. you know, again. I still have to do the work. I still have to keep doing the writing. I still have to keep the contacts and the networking and, and go to Worldcon and go to Boston or Boston, Boston whatever, Boston. And yeah. I have to do that to keep my name out there because people are fickle and people forget. Um, now, for you, what, what do you have, you know, that you're doing actively? your name out there. You mentioned going to the uh, convention, which, which helps yes. a lot because once people at least find your name and if they like you, you know, word of mouth is not bad. Word of mouth is very compelling. No. People always very powerful. a review from a friend. Right. So, so what other kinds of strategies are you employing? So um, one of the strategies um, I employ is speaking engagements um, involving children. So um, I, with another gentleman, we go to uh, a, um, not an elementary school, a middle school, and we do a workshop. So for creating, you know, comic books and creative writing and increasing literacy and that kind of thing. So right. um, there's that. And then, you know, I also go to um, – different organizations and present what it is that I'm doing and speak at their, you know, different events and things like that. And right. uh, it's different vending opportunities. You know, it, it might be a, um, a bazaar happening or not so much a flea market, but some type of themed event where I can have a table and, you know, talk to people. So like uh, we have this annual dragon boat festival where, um, you know, they race dragon bolts at this particular lake uh, in the uh-huh. summer. Well, there's all type of cultural things going on at that. So that's a perfect opportunity to, you know, sit down and talk to people and, you know, present my my works and things like that. So I'm always looking for different festivals and events. Um, it's just a, it's, it's a grind, man. It's just getting out there and 
you know, I'm a, I'm a fan of a lot of these, um, you know, entrepreneurs like a Dave Banner or a Damon Dash or a Master P, and, and I really listen to their formulas and how they got their work out there and, and made millions. And um, it's, it's interesting how they all have a similar uh, model, uh, if you will, to push their product and just kind of, you know, push the envelope. Um, what See, people sometimes when they see uh, the website and the comic book and stuff like that, you know, uh-huh. they think they're just going to get an actual, you know, just the comic book itself. But, you know, they get more than that. You know, I, I make sure that it arrives in a package with the Acid of the Gods logo on the mailer. You know, um, they open up the book, they get a handwritten note. Um, they get stickers and uh, bookmarks and all these little subtle things. Um, sure, perks that, you know, yeah, absolutely, you have to do that because, number one, you want to set yourself apart from, because there's so much so much stuff out there, you want to give mm-hmm. people an impression that, hey, thank you so much for taking the time to purchase this, and these are the things that you didn't know you were getting, but you got, you know. So uh, for my international customers, because shipping is ridiculous, right? I always throw in extra stuff like they get, posters and stuff that they didn't actually order, but because they're international, I just send that to them anyway as an extra token and say, wow, you're in Germany and you purchased my book. Thank you so much. Oh, wow. You're in uh, Paris. You know, thank you so much. And uh, it, it's an extra investment, but I think it goes a long way. And that's the other thing is as creators, we can't be scared to invest in ourselves. I, I mean, right. I spent about, $11,000 on this project so far. And right. I don't even blink because I know the potential that this has. And I, I believe in myself so much that I'll, I'll continue to invest, <laughs> you know, with, with, without a question. And, you know, my wife kind of like, you know, she might raise her eyebrows a little bit and I say, Hey baby, it is, it is, you know, <laughs> and she was like, you spent what? Like, yeah, but look at the exposure look at the, Look at the reviews. Look at what people are saying. Right. That goes a long way. Yeah. One of the things I do is, um, uh, you know, and fortunately, well, you know, not everybody's going to hear this, but one of the things I do is when I find someone who has purchased one one or more of the volumes in my trilogy, I send them artwork suitable for framing of the book covers. Nice. You know, I, I... I spent extra money, <clears throat> excuse me, on a solid ink printer that when it prints that out, it looks absolutely gorgeous. I sign the uh, the artwork at the bottom, and I send mm-hmm. that to them in the mail as a thank you because yes. um, I want I want to thank people for supporting me and my work. Now, if I all absolutely. of a sudden become a bestseller and I'm selling thousands a week, I'm right. pretty sure that's going to quit. I'm pretty sure yeah. that, or, or I'm going to have to find a, a cheaper way of doing it. Right. But yeah. But you're absolutely right. You know, people who help you get started deserve to be acknowledged. You know, and, and absolutely. At least in my way of thinking, you know, my first books were long. You know, they were two hundred twenty thousand a piece. That's a long book. Mm. 
it's a little bit of yeah. an expensive book to to get. I think it's like between twenty and twenty three dollars retail. So okay. you know, being able to send them a thank you for 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 doing that is a big damn deal for me. You know, because absolutely, you know, thank thank you for getting out. And it has it's paid off. You know, I'm I'm invited to book fairs now. I'm heading out to like Portland, Oregon next year, and you know, other places and and stuff like that. And uh, I the other part about doing what I do, being a creator, is actually meeting the people who have read my work. You know, not everybody's done right. it. And when I meet them and they're enthusiastic and they go, well, well what's next? And I tell them, well, I'm going to be dropping a whole trilogy in 2018. Then they get excited Jeez. and they go, oh, man, when's that yeah. going to happen? And I go, well, as soon as I possibly can. Yeah. So, Isn't that an amazing I, I like, feeling? I, it is. I And I like the concept of giving back because, you know what, there there's a value-added proposition to having fans. You know, um, not fans like in that movie Misery. You remember that movie with James Bond? <laughs> what's her name? Bro, when she That's... hit your boy with the sledgehammer, I was done. Oh, oh man. man. Oh, my God. I, I do not want any stalkers <laughs> like that. I already have one fan who's mad at me for something that happened in one of my books. And, oh, and no. So I, oh, yeah. She didn't like the fact that somebody died. And, oh, and that, well. And, that, and, I, and the first thing when she said that was, oh, shoot. You know, I thought about misery. I thought about, uh, what was it? oh, Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates. Right. Knocking his ankles. So, uh, but, but, you know, that aside, you still want to get feedback from your fans. Now, have you ever right. gotten any critical feedback? And, and how do you handle that when it happens? You know, so far I haven't gotten any critical feedback as the plot and the story or the characters. Uh-huh, um, that's good. And, and yeah, and maybe as the issues go along, you know, and people get more involved and they see how the story goes, we we may see some things like that. But you know, when when I was um coming up as an artist, a visual artist drawing and painting, um my dad kind of was very instrumental in thickening my skin as far as criticism. Oh, you know, he said, you know, you got to learn how to take criticism. So if I would draw something, you know, I used to love drawing predator. Right. And, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I would draw it and he would say, Oh, that looks good, man. But let's look at this here. Look at his arm and look at his position. Then, the human arm only moves this certain way and this doesn't really look right. So go back and fix that. And, you know, um, you know, you can make it look better, you know? And Mm -hmm. from, from that aspect and that training, you know, I take it as, okay, if there is absolutely something that I can improve on and it's truth in that and not, you know, just, you know, being a, Some, a hater. Yeah, I guess, somebody, somebody like crapping on you. Yeah, 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 yeah you on know, you. like, yeah. I am always the type of person to really take a look at that and filter it to say, you know what, they're right. There was a continuity issue. Or, yeah, that doesn't make sense. Or, you know, hmm, that character 
particular scene looks out of place for that character, you know. So okay. I'm really interested and really looking forward to getting real feedback from people to say, hey, man, I love your story, but I hated how this happened, you know, and maybe right. we can come to, you know, where I can explain why or, you know, I can have them explain why they felt that way and just have a dialogue with people, you know, as a creator. You know, I'm not one of these artists that's like, you know, I'm so amazing that I can't do no wrong. Like, nah, like, I'm I'm trying to be the best that I can. And if you're not criticized and you don't get feedback, how can you really gauge how well you're doing, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, that, I mean, that, that's actually very, very healthy. Um, a lot of people don't have the benefit of your perspective. And, and what happens is when they get criticism, they take it as an invalidation of self, that somehow they are not worthy. Somehow they, are, they have failed as a person, and that's a tough, tough thing to overcome. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, being able to separate your your work that you may be new at, you know, some sort of nascent talent from mm-hmm. who you are as a person is very, very important. And, and a lot of people get discouraged, and it's tough, you know, to, to even watch because especially if they've done something great and then all of a mm-hmm. sudden, you know, okay, so there were some flaws or there was this or whatever, and then to have them go, oh, you know, you hated my work. I'm not going to do this anymore. Right. And, you know, you kind of shake your head and you go, well, you know, what could have been? Did we watch right. the destruction of what could have been? Did we watch the 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 ending of, of something that could have been pretty, pretty cool, you know? So yeah, absolutely. that's, that, that's, that's a healthy, that's a healthy attitude that you have. Um, yeah, man, my parents... You know, um, you know they 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 were amazing parents. You know, um, we weren't wealthy, you know, but we had we were wealthy in love and we were wealthy in attention, you know. Um, and then my my sister has always been a huge fan of anything I've done. She's been, you know, it, it didn't matter what it was. She was always there if I was acting in a a theatrical production. You know, she was she was right there checking me out. So I've really been fortunate. Uh, to have a support system, you know, in my family, you know, in my closest friends and, sure. um, you know, my, my wife and, you know, my son's good. I'm watching my son grow up and he's creating a comic book universe. And I'm like, wow, you know, I didn't create a comic book universe when I was nine. You know, I didn't start <laughs> doing that until I was an adult. So I'm looking at him like, oh, man, this little dude might be, he might be the business man, so I want to cultivate him, you know, as much as, you know, as he's into it, you know. Right, um, right. Just you don't want to push him. Done. Right, yeah, you don't want right, to push right, him like I, a psychotic you know. soccer mom or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah bros like that. I'm, I don't want to do this anymore. It's not fun, and that's the thing is, as long as you're having fun, I'm gonna have fun with you. You know, I'm gonna be there yeah. to support. But, you know, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm going to be your biggest fan. And, you know, that's the other thing as far as, you know, being a creative, like, dude, I have so much fun creating these stories. And I I get such a kick out of, you know, after somebody reads it and they're looking at me like, yo, where's the next one? Like, I'm hooked, you know, and yeah. it's, it's just an amazing feeling, you know. I, sure. I can't describe it. But you know what I'm talking about. 
A little bit. Not, not, well, yeah, sort of, yeah, oh, okay, yeah, a little, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I had yeah. to think about it for yeah. a second, but yeah, I do. <laughs> now, you know, in, 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 in getting to where you are today, okay, mm-hmm. you know, with, with, uh, with, with your business right where it is today, mm-hmm. what's, yes. what's been the hardest lesson that you've had to learn so far? The hardest lesson for me has been how can I put this? Um, when you allow certain people into your world and they don't, they may not have the best interest at heart, but you may be friends. Like right. friends, friends in business doesn't always mix. It very rarely two friends can build a business and, you know, grow together and, and, and both be successful at the same time. What I've learned is that if there's someone that I'm approaching to do business with, artists or, you know, um, approaching someone to do a commission artwork because content is king, right? Um, sure. Doing, being in that you're a business person, and then so you want to make sure that that person knows that, listen, I pay artists whatever they ask for. All I ask is that you, you know, they put their 100% into what it is. And then if the relationship continues and then we develop a friendship, then it's a little different because we started out doing business first and now we've developed a friendship and we've a a certain level of understanding. So they know that when it's business, it's absolutely business. Right. And when, you know, I'm visiting you to go to a con and you're visiting me to go to a con together, now we're developing a relationship. And that's the thing. It's like, relationships are so important because they, number one, they help you build character, you know, and and they they definitely tell you who you are in your integrity and as a person. So when you're moving at the speed of business and you're creating these things, you learn how to maneuver and you learn patterns within people, right? So, you know, well, I know this guy, this artist is going to, because of the pattern, he says that this is the deadline or, or that this is the day he'll have the artwork, but I know it'll actually be this day, you know, and understanding that. And this artist likes to work under pressure. So if I go to this artist and say, yo, man, I got to have this done in three days, and they put some kick butt workout because I put the pressure on them because that's when they perform. And, and I right. think being a business owner and a leader, you start to notice and develop those things. Right. So then your project becomes even better because you're able to identify, right, those those different aspects in, in managing people, but treating people to the highest integrity that you can because they're going to remember how you made them feel, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I call a reputation for, yeah. Sure, I, I call that I call that managing expectations. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because, yep. because, because, you know, business is business. Friends are friends. There are friends. Right. Like you said, if you do business with somebody, you're probably, and you do it frequently, and you spend a lot of time together, you're probably going to build a friendship. Right. You know, you're probably, go, because, you know, you can't really work with people you don't really like. I mean, I suppose it could be done. I prefer not to do it. Yeah. Right. I'd rather just, you know, if if somebody messes with me, I'd rather just shoot them and move on. Um, because <laughs> I, well, okay. Let's, here's my philosophy. If somebody does me dirt, I'll go nuclear first because it's cheaper and quicker. And the, right. the way I, I see that is I don't want, someone to get a rock, then I get a rock. I don't want someone to get a stick, and then I get a stick. I don't want them to get a brick, then I get a brick. You know, I don't want, I want to do the nuclear option and clear the table right away so that I could go on right. with my life. Okay? Yeah. And, and you know, yep. it, it, it is funny, but it is true how I treat it. Um, you know, mm. Chicago's got a lot of sewers. You can cut up and drop them all over the city if you want to. Not that I would, but I've right. heard. But but you know what the thing the the thing is is that it, it, in the final analysis it is a business and I think I mean obviously you have hit it on the head you know you got you have to be about the business of doing business and then once that's satisfied or once you reach the point where you have corresponding expectations and you guys are get you know everybody has the same understanding they're on the same page everything does seem to work out. Um, yeah. Uh, so, anyway, um, we've got we got about we got a little less than ten minutes here. Conversely, you know, you you've been through a lot, and you know, you've got you know, you mentioned that your wife is one of your biggest advocates and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. what what have been what's been like the best part of having embarked on this this kind of endeavor? embarked on, on becoming the creative that you are? I think for me is seeing the disparity in Blacks' representation and Black, for lack of a better word, melanated or whatever you want to call it. Sure. Um, and actually wanting to do something about it and seeing the reactions from children and adults and just people that say, wow, this is, this is amazing. Like, this is really cool. Or this dude looks like my dad, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. that, that has been really uh, a a very satisfying, uh, you know, feeling for me. And then also watching my son, desire to create as well. Um, and, and what I tell kids whenever I'm, you know, in front of them uh, talking about imagination and creativity, right? Um, right. Imagination and creativity is how we have our society that we have now because everything you see that's man-made, it was in someone's brain first. It was a thought, you know? Sure. And, uh you know, the other thing is, is teaching about, you know, entrepreneurship because, you know, I can't pass a job down to my, my children. Um, 
so wanting to have something of your own is just no no matter it, it doesn't matter how big or small it is it's yours so right. you know as long as you place a value on that then you know other people will see the value in that as well so it's it's been an amazing journey um you know, there's there's obviously always been ups and downs. You know, I started the clothing line back in 2009, and this was another idea that came to my mind when I was in the hospital recovering, uh, Urban Arcanum. And that's what it started out as. It started out as a, a clothing line. And, um, you know, it's it's still around. I still wear my own clothes. I make, you know, everything. And uh, mm-hmm. But it didn't, you know, take off like I would have liked it to. And... Um, you know, that's okay because the Urban Arcanum is not just clothing. It's not just, it's it's a movement. So when I said, okay, I'm going to publish work under Urban Arcanum, now mm-hmm. it it has legs to do more than just what I thought in my finite uh, thought process. So, you know, producing films and screenplays and, you know, of course, I, you know, I want to do a novel one day. Um, so it, it's just been everything comes full circle. And, and as a creative, sometimes we get in our own way because we can only see it, you know, for what we think it should be when the divine may have a larger plan you know, or the universe may say, yeah, but this is so much bigger than your idea because, you know, these are all the things that, you know, encompass that, like uh, philanthropy and, you know, talking to kids and encouraging people, you know, all those things are aspects of Urban Arcanum, and I never intended that. Mm-hmm. So it's it's amazing to see and... uh you know, it's it, we can only grow from here. So I'm I'm excited and I'm you know just humbled by you know the opportunity to to speak with you know individuals like yourself and 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 learn about you and I'm definitely gonna cop dark side and that whole <laughs> that's, you know, I'm gonna follow you because you know no seriously like you know it's not just it's not just about creative supporting each other but when I see or hear about something and you're a creative, I know the process. Mm-hmm. I, you yeah. know, I don't know your exact process, but I know what the process is going from brain to typing or, you know, from imagining it to actually it's a physical, tangible thing. It exists. So, yeah. you know, I'm definitely going to support, and, and I try to support as many independent creators as, I, as my wife will let me. Uh, <clears throat> you know, because it adds up. It, you know, there's tons of Kickstarters out there, bro, that I'm like, yo, that's dope. Like, you know, and it's 25 bucks here, 50 bucks there, you know, and I'm just like, oh, man. And, you know, it yeah. adds up. But, you know, you get that product in the mail and you forgot about it because it was six months ago. I don't know why it takes so long for Kickstarter creators to get stuff to people. But, you know, well, you forget I, you know about what? it and it just shows up. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm actually going to have to uh, put together a campaign. I'll probably use GoFundMe 
um, next year okay. in order to get all three of these volumes out at one time because that's very yeah. expensive to do. Oh, yeah, printing uh, is ridiculous. And, and you know, editing, the artwork for the right. covers, all of that, you know, it all mm-hmm. adds up. You know, we're talking about thousands of dollars. And, yep. and I you know, I don't know what kind of support I'm going to get. Of course, I'm going to appreciate everything I get. But, um, yeah, and, and I, don't, I don't tell the people I interview about my work to get them, you know, I'm not pimping my stuff. Um, yeah. but, but as a creator, we share a lot of experiences that, that I like talking about and, and like talking about right. in front of other people because not everybody has gotten to the point where I am or not everybody has done what you've done. And, and sometimes exactly. talking about the process can help other people decide the best path to take or at least not to fall into some of the holes I fell into or you fell into or whatever. Right. So that, yep. that's a good thing. Um, you know, we're, we got we got about a minute to go. I want to close out the show. Let me do this. Uh, why don't you stay on after the show ends in case anybody has any last-minute questions in the chat room. I'll pop them okay. out. I think you're not in there. Sure. And um, I want to thank everybody who is in the chat room, who listens to this live, and also all of you people who picked us up as a podcast because your support is essential to us doing what we do here. Jarvis took off to go see uh our- Recorded live. She knocks him down, and then they talk, or you know, like, and and she like, she's like, we can convert Kylo Ren, and she tries to hand the lightsaber to Luke, and he refuses. He's like, this won't turn out the way you think, and she's like, basically like, well, if you're not the answer, then maybe he, Kylo Ren is the answer, you know. So she's you know running after Kylo Ren because Luke is just a waste. Luke is a waste of time. So, you know, she's going for the 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 easy, you know, like, well, we, you know, we, we convert Kylo and, and then we can beat the First Order, you know. But it's just, it's, it's kind of disappointing. It's just disappointing to me because, like you said, like, I really would have liked to have seen Luke a little bit different, portrayed a little differently. Um, I know. Still looking at the horizon, still blah blah blah. You know, like you know, it was just like it's like man, like this make a.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.